0: the only way you get 20% off is to go to com slash ETM and enter code ETM at checkout. joindeletem dot slash ETM. Go to joindeliteme.com slash ETM and use code ETM for 20% off. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennium Money. And today we're talking get a refund, make that money count. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Games. It will expand your brain. Whatever you're saving up for, a CD from Sandy Spring Bank lets you grow your savings at a guaranteed rate. Right now, earn interest at 4.5% APY on an 8 month CD special or 4.25% APY on a 14 month CD special. Learn more at sandyspringbank.com slash specials. Minimum opening deposit to earn the annual percentage yield is $500 for the 8-month CD special and $2,500 for the 14-month CD special. Member FDIC. It's Friday, and our friend of the week this week is Whitney. And Whitney wrote in just to let us know that she's actually filing a tax return for her very first time. She's in her 20s, and she says that she's actually super excited about this. In her words, hey Shauna, thanks so much for the Millennial Money podcast. I love listening to all the episodes and instead of binging on Netflix, on the weekends I go back and binge on all the episodes of your podcast. So thank you so much for all the knowledge. I'm in my 20s filing my first tax return this year and my friends are all a little bit nervous about it, but I am so super excited. And that might sound a little strange. The reason I'm excited about it is because I'm taking proactive steps to be really smart with my money and I'm trying to find out some really good tips that you might have for how I can be even smarter with a tax return that I'm expecting. I'm expecting to get at least a couple thousand dollars back and I really want to put it to good use. I've got student loan debt of course like many of my peers and probably a lot of the listeners on this podcast but I'm not sure if I want to throw all that debt onto my student loan or if maybe there's a better strategy. But nonetheless, I just wanted to shout out to all of the millennial money listeners out there who are worried about tax time and encourage them that this is a great time for you to take ownership over your bank account and to start making some smart money moves with your return, whatever that dollar amount may be. So I just want to say thank you so much for Whitney. That was an awesome email to receive. And I'm super excited that you're super excited about filing your taxes. And hopefully I can answer some of those questions to you today. I mean, I think the thing that you should really know is there really isn't a right or wrong answer about what you should do with your tax return. As always, you know, it depends. And again, I know that's really frustrating because So much of uh, the money decisions are with an asterisk mark and it just depends. But, you know, I'll give you some ideas and I'm quite confident, though, you're probably going to make some really smart choices of what you want to do with your return. But I'm also going to encourage you, since you are a first-time filer, even if you weren't a first-time filer, I would encourage you the same way, have a little fun with some of that refund. Not a lot of it, but, you know, maybe a 5% of it or know, a small percentage of it, go out and have a little fun with it. Do something that you've always wanted to do. And I think that's just a great way to stay motivated with your finances. And also to remind yourself that this is all about balance. This is not all about like making yourself crazy to pay off debt and never going out, never doing anything in life. Because if we did that, I could see how it would be so easy to get just totally burnt out on, you know, dealing with your finances. All right. So we're talking about taxes again. I promise you we'll get off this subject, um, (laughs) what, in in a couple months, less than a couple months. But, uh, you know, I'm getting a lot of questions about tax filing, about tax deductions, about what to do with your tax return. And so I think it's just really important that we kind of cover these things and, you know, try to have as much fun as we can with talking about taxes. I know it's kind of one of those subjects like, I mean, what is what is more boring to talk about than taxes? Probably not, not a lot. And yet it's so super important. It's so important to your financial future. It's important to your goals this year. And it's super important to think about what you're going to do with your tax return. And look, I've been guilty uh, plenty of years, I think in my early 20s when I got a tax return, Uh, of blowing it, right? Blowing all of it on a fun idea, either a vacation or shopping or a new car or something that just seemed totally right at the time. But, you know, if I think about it now, I'm like, oh my gosh, like if I would have taken that money and done something good with that money, like, oh my God, where would that money be right now, right? But I digress. We can't go backwards. We can only go forwards, and you're allowed in your twenties to make some. I'm going to put this in brackets: full, foolish, semi-foolish money uh, mistakes with your money. It's not even a mistake, right? It's just a decision, but. You're totally allowed in your twenties because that's the time. That's the time when you can like mess things up and not not do them right or spend too much money on a vacation or a night out or whatever it may be. Right? That's the time to do it because you have such a long time horizon that you can totally recover. Um, you know, you can recoup. I mean, it's just like you know, I'm in my thirties now, but when I think back to my college years when I used to go to parties and probably have a little bit too much to drink you know, I would like wake up the next morning, like I would spring out of bed and be super fresh and super awake. And all it took was like, you know, half a bottle of water. And I was like, back to being a human again. Well, something happens like in your mid to late 30s where you just don't bounce back as much. Like it's harder, you know, when you are crabby the next day and all you want to do is eat like celery sticks and, um, you know, veg on the couch. So the point is that your money is a little bit like that, right? The older you get, the harder it is to kind of bounce back from some of these things or not even bounce back. But I think you just start to think about things a little bit differently. But look, you know if if you get a tax return and you want to go out and blow it like I am certainly not going to be upset with you because that happens. I'm just saying don't go out and blow your tax return every single year that you get a tax return that would probably be not a smart money decision but you're allowed at least one, maybe a couple more um, in your lifetime. But I say you know, everything's a balance, right? Life is a balance. It's all about balance. It's about work. It's about play. It's about, you know, eating good 80% of the time and 20% you eat pizza and cake and crap and you know, you feel bad, but you feel good, right? So it's all about balance. So have fun with your tax return, put half of it into something good and take at least half, if not more. And, um, do something with that and then the other you know bit that's left maybe you can have some fun with it but you know that the half or more that you take and do something good with maybe you grow it you know you turn 2k into 5k and 10k into 15k and 20k into 30k and you know your money starts going in the right direction right it starts going uphill instead of downhill and I think for so many of us like we get that tax return we're like oh my god like things are finally turning around like life is good the birds are out chirping um you know we're seeing rainbows and and pots of gold and all sorts of things like that and then the money's gone it just like vaporizes into something and sometimes we're like I don't even know what I spent it on I mean I can't tell you like because I I, I was running a business when I was in college. So obviously I was filing a tax return and um, I was getting money back. And I cannot tell you one single thing that I spent that money on. And I know I blew it. I know that I went out and I did something with it, but I cannot for the life of me remember uh, what that was. I think I blew it like a few years in a row. And then I went like, wait a minute, this is, this is a lot of money. And this is probably not a good decision for me to to do this, I should probably do something a little bit better with that money. But you know, take at least half, at least half and do something good. If not more, I mean, 80%, 70%, you know, um, as close as you can get to 100%, but still having a little bit of fun, that's kind of the recipe for, you know, smart money decision making with your tax return. Because again, remember, this is all about balance. This is all about um being able to do the things that we love in life while still making smart financial decisions and i i think that's why i like i hammer this home so much that i'm hoping you know after like the millionth time that you've heard me say this like maybe subconsciously it just kind of registers because everybody thinks that you have to give up your life to be smart financially and i think that's maybe why talking about money is such a turn off for people because you know, all you hear a lot of times is, you know, you have, you should have no debt. You should have no fun. You should have, everything should be paid off. You should, um, you know, just like live in like a 500 square foot place and like only turn your electricity on like every second Tuesday. And you know, all of these crazy rules, I think that we've, that we've created and somehow like manifested. And that's just not reality, right? We have to live, we're going to make mistakes. Even the best of us are going to make mistakes with our money. I mean, that's, it's just literally given. And if you've not made a mistake with your money yet, well, I'm just going to burst your bubble right now and tell you that there is a mistake coming somewhere, somewhere down the line, it's going to come and it's going to be okay. You're going to make it through it. You're probably going to make several mistakes and you're going to live. Everything's going to be fine. But the point is, is I'm saying that a lot. The point, the point, the point, the point is that, you know, you've got to be able to live your lifestyle to some extent. That doesn't mean that you're not going to have to give up certain things or cut back on certain things because that's reality too right in order to get something you know um, with a risk there's a there's a potential re- return and um you know sometimes when we want things we have to literally not do other things right we want to lose weight we're gonna have to like walk away from the the cake as hard as it is we're gonna have to walk away from sugar and um, sweets and alcohol and all those things carbs carbs right love your carbs um all of those things so the point is let's just find balance and let's just make smart decisions along the way and and all the little bits and pieces of money that you can save here and there every single month it really starts to add up and that's like thinking about you know high yield savings accounts versus your your bank savings account you know you're earning you know half a percent or more in extra interest in the high yield savings account now is it that big of a dollar amount every year? No. For most of us, it's somewhere between like $10 and you know a couple hundred dollars. But my point is it's extra money. And if you have lots of places where you're just making smart money decisions and you're increasing um, these dollar amounts, then you're moving in the right direction, right? It doesn't take a lot of those to point you in the right direction. You're still doing the stuff that you like to do in life, but maybe you're just doing it a little bit And now, listeners of this show get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's monarchmone dot slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast.
1: then it's time to become Mentally Stronger. Subscribe to Mentally Stronger with therapist Amy Morin, available wherever you love to listen to podcasts.
0: Because um, again, it's just, if it's about you giving up things, if it's about you not having kind of this well rounded life within reason, of course, right? Within reason. You know when you're going out the boundaries. I mean, we all do. We all know when we're spending too much and when we're making a decision with our money that we shouldn't. We just know it, right? It's intuitive. It's built into us. But what we choose to do is just like, you know, shoo away that bad angel, like kind of shove him off our shoulder or her, depending on if your angel is a girl or a boy. Um, not sexist here, right? We're just, we're trying to get rid of that angel. We don't want that angel to talk to us, Um, you know, we want the good one that tells us we're doing everything right and everything's perfect and, um, you know, life is good. So anyway, I digress. Let's get back to talking about what we should do with that tax return. So the smart part, the smart money decisions, let's start with for the ER, right? We all know these unexpected expenses. They happen all the time, whether it is your car breaks down, whether it is you have an unexpected bill that comes in, or you got to go to the hospital, or gosh, I mean, there are so many different emergencies that just pop up right and left. If you own a home, you know all too well about emergencies and savings because things just always seem to break down. And they seem to break down like in multiples. Have you ever noticed that? Like, it's not just that your dishwasher doesn't work, right? It's your dishwasher and then you're having some sort of like electrical problem and then all your smoke detectors aren't working correctly. I mean, it just, it seems to go in like phases like that. So A cushion of savings for these unexpected expenses is really important so it doesn't derail you, so you don't have to go to the credit card. And again, your cash reserves, it should cover six months worth of your expenses. So if you're tracking your expenses and you know your numbers, you know exactly the amount of money that you should have saved. But after you hit that six month cushion, let's say you're amazing savers, you hit that cushion. Then you should set aside a separate emergency fund. Yes, you're going to double up on your emergency fund enough to cover 24 months of expenses for longer term situations. Like let's say there's an extended illness or one of you loses a job or both of you lose a job and you cannot find another job right away. Maybe you have to move someplace else. I've had this happen to a lot of people that I've worked with. And there just wasn't enough money and they had to do all sorts of things to just to cover that period. So the point is the more savings cushion you have, that is liquid that you can get your hands on, the better off you're going to be. And it's going to take you a while to save and you're probably going to dip in and dip out of the money. And that's okay, right? This is an ebb and flow thing. Remember, it's all about balance. But the point is work to at least get that six months worth of expenses covered. Okay, number two, we're going to max it out. So don't just save the minimum amount in your 401k, in your IRA, in your retirement funds, you know, use those funds to get you close to the maximum allowed amount for 2017. So that it can really grow over time. So you can turn that 2k into 5k and 10k into 15k and, you know, 20k into 100k down the road. That's what this is all about. And The whole reason we're doing this, the whole reason we're doing this budgeting thing, we're doing this know-our-numbers thing, we're doing this savings thing, right? It's not so that it is like, it's not like a boot camp experience, right, where someone's like going to beat you over the head with this. It's for you. It's for choices. It's for lifestyle choices down the road. It's for you to be able to say, I don't want to work anymore, or I want to take my butt and I want to go to, I don't know, Australia for a year, or I want to start a business, or I want to start a family or, you know, I want to buy a house, whatever it is for you, right? It gives you choices and choices down the line are really what, um, you're going to be thanking yourself for so much, right? So if you hit the match, if your company matches in your 401k and you've hit that match, keep going. You can save up to $18,000 in your 401k this year get as close to it as you can, if not hitting it out of the ballpark. One of the smartest decisions that I made in my early 20s was to maximum fund my retirement account. And I did this religiously. And you know what the deal is? Like if you put it on auto debit from your paycheck, you don't even remember the money's missing. You don't think about it. It's just gone. It's not gone. It's there. It's yours. It's growing. It's in the background, but I want you to pretend like you can't see it. You can't touch it, right? It's this like invisible magical force that is growing your money. Now, obviously I want you to look at it because I want you to know what's going on with your your investments. And I want you to know, um, where it's invested and all that good stuff. But just theoretically speaking, it's it's like, it just is like it never existed for you. But like 20, 30 years down the line, you're going to be really thankful that you did this, right? That you played this little game with yourself. And if you've done that, if you've saved for your ER fund, you've maxed out your 401k, you can start an investment portfolio. And, you know, the best thing about this is if you won't need these funds for at least five years, and you've maxed out your contribution in your retirement account, this is a great way to boost your savings. Start an investment portfolio, right? You can select low-cost index mutual funds or things called ETFs, exchange-traded funds, with one of the really high-quality, low-cost players. There's Vanguard, Fidelity, T. Rowe Price. Betterment is one of the best uh, robo-advisors, online advisors. You can set up an investment portfolio on Betterment, and I this is not a commercial for Betterment. Um, I just really like what they're doing for a super low cost. They have great portfolio uh, options, and they have a great platform online, so you can really stay on top of what's going on. And you know, usually to start an outside investment portfolio, you're going to need about three to five thousand dollars to start. But that's perfect because that's usually right in the range of most people's you know tax return. And the reason you do this, well. An outside investment account, you got total flexibility. You can withdraw money at any time for any purpose uh, without having to pay penalty or taxes on that money. You know, if you take money out of your IRA with with you know a few exceptions or out of your 401k before 59 and a half, you've got a penalty, you've got taxes, you've got all sorts of things. Well, with an outside taxable account, you don't have that. So as long as you hold your investments for more than a year, you're going to pay what's called long-term capital gains rates. Um, they usually ranges somewhere between 0 to 20%, depending on the tax bracket you're in um, and any gain you have. But if you hold your investments for less than a year, you're going to pay equivalent to your income tax on your gains, right? This is short-term capital gains. So remember, these accounts are investing for for a long time. And number two, uh, with the right investments, you can really minimize your taxes in these taxable accounts. If you think like a broad range index exchange traded funds, like the S&P 500 fund, um, index mutual funds for your equity portion, what you're looking for is a low turnover. And what this means is how often stock is purchased and sold within your fund, right? And with a low turnover, then you have a low capital gains distribution, On the bonds, because remember we got stocks and bonds, on the bond side of your portfolio, think municipal bonds or munis as they're called sometimes. They can have a place in your taxable account because their income is exempt from federal taxes and in a lot of cases state taxes too. And what this does is create a real tax efficient portfolio in your taxable account. And that's what you're looking for, right? So there's lots of ways to um, skin a cat, if you will. That's a really terrible analogy. I hate that analogy. I love cats. <laughs> I have the most beautiful cat for. About six years. Her name was Sophie. She was a big, white, fluffy cat. She had the cutest little, like, birthmark on her face. I have a little birthmark kind of by my, or mole, if you will. I think it's a mole, actually, Um, just above my lip. Um, It's kind of the opposite side of Madonna. So if you got Madonna pictured, I got the same thing, but the opposite side. But anyway, Sophie had the cutest little mole that, like, almost mashed mine. And I loved her to death. She passed away. It broke my heart. She was, like, my best friend. Um, so I don't know why I'm talking about skinning cats. Cause that's, <laughs> that's what, that's a really horrible thing to say. Okay. Forget I said that anyway. So we've got our investments. If you own a house, tax return money is a great way to invest in home improvements, but think things that have big payoff for you, right? Think kitchen, bathroom, and structural, not always the most exciting thing, but roofs, uh, air conditioner, pipes, the unfund stuff a lot of times yields the biggest returns. Um, anything where you go green, whether you're putting in a tankless water heater or some other green feature in your house, those um, sometimes have great tax benefits too, but um, they're going to definitely yield a good return for you because that's what people are looking for. They're looking for all of those things, but it's the structural things too that really reinforce your house that are going to bring about... The most value um, so you can never go wrong with investing in your house but do it in smart things you know paint paints one thing paints great curtains are great you know but they're not really going to necessarily get you any type of return uh, especially if you're thinking about selling your house in in the near term future you want about the, think about these things that are going to give it a big um, big return you know because uh, that's really what this is all about right but I I want you to become passionate about savings. I want you to think about your tax return maybe differently than you have in the past. Again, nothing wrong with taking a portion of it, 25 30%, 50% if you have to, uh, and go out and do something fun with it. Just blow it. Don't even think about it, right? I give you permission to do that because it, it's not fun if we can't have fun, but take the other half. Or take 80% or 70%, whatever that number is that you decide, and do something smart with that money. You know, socking away big lump sums of money like bonuses and overtime pay and promotion, tax returns, all of these things, doing these with a strong commitment every single month to save at least 10 to 20% of your income, no matter how much you earn is really what's going to help you get ahead of the game financially. There aren't a lot of secrets when it comes to being smart financially, when it comes to being um, or making rather smart money moves. It's really about these basic things that are going to help propel you dramatically into the future. All right? But again, have some fun. I want you to have some fun. I really encourage you to have some fun. It's no fun without fun. I'm going to be having some fun, so I hope you're going to be having some fun too, all right? As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Game. and if you love this podcast, do me a favor, share it with your friends. They need to learn about tax time too, right? Shout it out on social media, use the hashtag MillennialMoneyPodcast, and head on over to the link in the show notes to leave us a five-star review.